Hello and welcome to another edition of the Jungle Jones podcast. Uh, you're with me, Paddy and Tony. How are you doing, my man? All good, Paddy. All good. Uh, glad to get three points on the table. So happy weekend so far. <laughs> Absolutely, mate. Um, aye, so it's the 28th of November. We've just seen a victory over Aberdeen at Celtic Park. Uh, a, a very hard-fought victory, shall we say. Uh, but just before we talk about the game, I just want to touch upon the, the tribute that we had for Bertie Old. Um, very poignant today. And it was great to see um, Callum McGregor and, obviously, ex-leader of the club, Scott Brown, turning out for Aberdeen today. Two of them came out onto the centre circle. We had a great big um, banner for Bertie, number 10. That's entertainment. Then the players came out, all stood, did a good um, a good minute's clap. So it was it was very, very nice. And it was great with the, the, the Celtic song playing in the background as well. You had a wee... Aye. A wee kind of video montage just before it, and it was it was Bertie singing with the the Titans. Um, and I'm not, <laughs> I won't lie, me. I, I was sitting in here watching it myself. I was doing a wee bit of work in my, my man cave, and thank God I was uh, I, I was myself because I had a wee tear in my. So uh, it was it was nice. It was it was very as I say, it was quite touching, and it was uh, a nice a nice wee, wee send off, especially with Scott Brown coming out as well. Uh, it definitely was, and you wouldn't expect anything less from Scott Brown to to walk out there side by side we our new captain Callum McGregor and both of them putting down a, a, a wreath uh in support and kind of honor of the, the great man Barry. You you wouldn't think anything different and you wouldn't expect anything different. So it was really good to see both captains do that. Really good to see all the players getting involved in it, all the fans getting involved as well. So it was superb a, a nice final touch. Aye. Aye. It's great for the younger uh kind of play, uh, supporters to see that as well. And again, nice wee return for Scott Brown back at Celtic Park. Um, back, yeah, yeah, it was I. Um, but aye, anyway, we'll move on to that. Um, as you said, it was a pretty hard-fought game. It was. It was a hard watch, wasn't it, mate? Very hard watch. Uh, it was. Um, at times, I think you said it best during the game in the group chat. It was. What did you say? The the kind of. European hangover kind of performance. It really did feel like that at times. I don't think we were troubled in any way, shape or form. I think with the most you saw of Joe Hart was actually him taking a knock. Other mm. than that, I don't think he had anything else really to do from the game. Um, so it was never troubled in the sense of, I felt we were shaky at the back and about to lose the game. It was just a case of when we're going to get the win. And is it going to be one of these ones we just run out of time before we actually got that goal? Uh, but two one win for the for the boys, so we got that one in the end. Got the three points on the table. Keep up that pressure. Well, in, in terms of the European hangover, that's kind of the first time that I've seen that for for this Celtic team this season. I thought even when we came back for a kind of grueling match against Betis, you know, we we, we still looked lively and energetic the, the, the next game. But I, th- I thought that it was definitely it, it, it reminded me of the the kind of games where. You, you go away and play in mm. Europe and then you come back and it's kind of sluggish. Kind of... We, we did start off okay, but I don't think we got into too much of a rhythm. Maybe that was down to Aberdeen no. kind of playing the way that they were because they were they were clearly came out with a game plan of trying to get the boot in um, and, and kind of toil us. But... Uh, their, their, their entire game plan was to try and slow our game down just to, to disrupt us a wee bit. They weren't as horrible about it as some other teams have been i.e. Livingston and, and Rangers are usually quite good for that. 
but you could tell the game plan wasn't especially to try and take the game to us. It was more just to stop us playing and hope that they could nick something. For me, as you say, a kind of sluggish kind of game overall. We kind of started well both halves. We got a goal kind of in the first half of both halves, but then it kind of just all seemed to kind of just pan out the way you you hate watching a game of football at times. But glad of a victory. But for me, that kind of comes down to the the lineup and especially that midfield. It was such a a slow midfield when you have Turnbull and McCarthy both starting. And touching on that, I'll just run through that lineup just uh, very quickly. So in goal, we had Joe Hart. Uh, right back, we had Tony Ralston, Carter Vickers, Stephen Welsh, and Juranovic at left back. Then we had the midfield trio of James McCarthy, David Turnbull, and Callum McGregor. By the way, McGregor scored an absolute peach of a goal after his arse. And uh, Leo Abada, Kyogo, and Jota up front. So, yeah, the kind of backline and frontline, exactly as you expected us to go into a game like this. And you would expect especially that front line, to show some some tempo, some dig, and some kind of drive. But when they've got nothing in the midfield to support it, there's no uh, Tam Rogic helping to support Kyogo. It just felt really slow and flat. Mm-hmm. I've yet to see anything from Turnbull and McCarthy this season, at least, that suggests that they're, they're capable of actually lifting our game. Well, as you say, there was there was no big surprises with the line-up. Uh, the line-up sorry. Um, obviously, we beat on being out injured. McCarthy came in to the kind of sitting midfield role. For me, I thought, particularly in the first half, I thought McCarthy, I don't want to say he was an empty jersey, but I don't think he offered too much. It just looked to me as if he was just a just a kind of extra man in the in the midfield. He wasn't really, he wasn't really dictating the game. He wasn't getting that involved. He, he just looked really, really sluggish. And I know he's not played a lot of games and. He's maybe struggling for fitness, but come on, that's this is a guy that we brought in expecting to be a senior head, a leader, a kind of big time player for for the team, and he's just not done it so far. When was it we actually signed him? Was it in August, or was it at the end of the window? Was it a bit earlier than that? I think it was late. It was kind of late. Was it was it late August? Either way, at at minimum, he's been here three months. Same with Giamakis, and I know Giamakis had an injury throughout the summer, seemingly, and he took that knock, and in the warm-up, he kind of got a, a setback, so you can forgive Giamakis a little bit more here, but it's three months you've been at this club. If you're not up to fitness and match sharpness by this point, you're never going to be, unless there's some real underlying issue, then I'd, I'm really struggling to see what McCarthy's going to offer this team, which is a shame because for the last 10 years, I think everybody and anybody would have taken McCarthy in a heartbeat. But he, he's really not offering anything to this midfield. We, we've lacked um, a real... We've got a real leader in Cal McGregor, but Cal McGregor can't play three roles. We've noticed that previous seasons when he's had to cover Scott Brown in some capacity because Brown sat so deep doing his defensive duties, which is been quite good in the last few years uh, tailed off obviously last year but that's a, a conversation we've all covered plenty of times but generally speaking he's he's unable to play three roles and without Tam Rogic there to support the strikers and without a Scott Brown to support the defenders he's having to do it all himself and he, he just can't and McCarthy's not offering enough defensively and David Turnbull's not offering enough attacking wise to actually be of any real fucking use to this midfield and for me as you said, the kind of 
an empty jersey, he really didn't do anything wrong. He never did anything right. Neither, I was going to say, neither did David Turnbull, but we're about to see that obviously he did. Um, <laughs> it, it's, it's just, you really do notice times like this, you really do notice how lacking in depth we are in that midfield. We really are lacking. And you look at the, you look at the midfield options that was there. So it was clearly it was McCarthy, it was Turnbull, and it was McGregor. But you look at the players that was further forward. That this is the guys that have been kind of the mainstays, the, the the forward line. So it was it was Jota on the left, Abada on the right, and Kyle will through the centre. But what I noticed early on was Jota obviously had his pace and his trickery as per usual, as what he's done kind of every game since he's come in. The, the, the guys. The guy's a phenomenal player, and I hope, hope to God that the board don't let this one go by us, because that's a player who has been instrumental to this team. You know, he's 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 taking the game with the scruff of the neck almost every game. He's getting wide, he's taking on players, he's bringing the game inside, he's he's bringing other guys into the game. But you, yeah, you look at the you look, you, you, I, you look you look at the midfield today. You Kyogo playing through the centre. As the, the kind of the, the main forward, there was a great big gap between Kyogo up front and the midfield. So you would expect maybe your number ten or somebody that's playing in that number ten role to be moving forward, busting a gut, getting up there to support Kyogo, and it just was the happening again. And that is the it's Turnbull. Turnbull again is the man who's no stepping up to the game for me. He's no. I, I mean, he's not Sorry, there you go. As you see, you look at the before Tam Rogic takes his injury, Tam Rogic's playing that number 10 role. McGregor and Turnbull are the central midfield kind of duo as such. With Rogic out, we've replaced him primarily with Nia Beaton. Now, nobody's going to pretend that Nia Beaton's playing the number 10. So we can all safely assume that the person who's meant to be playing that role is David Turnbull. And he's just not. And now, is he actually physically playing the number 10 role is just incapable of it or is Ange realising he's not able to do that but he's still playing him in the, the central midfield role and we're just really really just lacking that that option going uh, going forward and support for Kyogo it really is it really is telling as it's, and it's so much uh, it's, you're, you're, you're missing the heartbeat of the team with, with Rogic being yeah. and, and thank God Postacoglu came out at the end and done his press conference and Rogic is one of the names that he mentioned who's going to be back soon. He actually said that um, he'll be fit for the he'll be fit for the Hearts game on Thursday, which is a godsend. Because Good. when when you've got Kyogo who's basically performing a role himself in that area, and nobody there backing him up apart from Jota and say Abada or Forrest on the right, who are coming for the coming for the outside areas and coming in or putting balls in, there's nothing coming from behind. You know, there's there, yeah. you're, you're, there's there's nobody driving through and making the piercing runs to support them, like a like a player that you would just uh, like a kind of movement that you would have seen for like a Stan Petrov type. You just don't get that. Aye, aye, aye. The I've said this before in the podcast. I watched only one. I watched one of the games from uh, what's his old team, Vissel Kobe, for Japan. I watched their last game. I think it was before he. He signed to came over and i'm going to safely presume this is probably what happened quite a lot with him he was playing in a straight partnership two two up front somebody to play off of and he clearly looks like that kind of player to play off of. he's not a target man he's not a lone striker he's got a great amount of work rate 
but he's not right. a, he's not a lone striker. We had uh, Kenny Miller at this club as well, and we saw how good he was for Scotland, and unfortunately how good he was for for Rangers in two of his three stints there. Um, but he very much reminds me of a much, much, much more athletic and a, a talented version of that. And we all said at the time, we guys like Kenny Miller, great work ethic, run around all day long and chase balls down. They need a strike partner. They need somebody to run off of and feed off of because they can't do that. They're not big enough to be able to do that. I would love to see him and Giamakis playing up top together. I think that's what we should be doing, actually, if we're not able to play Tam Rogic, who would support in that sense as a, a guy who's going to kind of run run after the shoulder and kind of get in behind. Uh, but here we are. We, we've still got the win today, 2-1. And uh, I suppose we better talk about the goals at least. Aye. So the first goal uh, that came in the 20th minute, and uh, that was... Hmm? Is the, uh, that the Jota goal, was it? Which I, I think say we... I think that might be the wrong one. I've just popped there, so. No, I'll see. Sorry, guys, I have completely made a boo boo of this. Uh, <laughs> Technical er er errors. Well, love it. Aye, so first goal was Jota. I think I'll have made, I have made an absolute boo boo. We'll talk about uh, <laughs> that's what happens when you leave me in charge of the technical aspects of it. Um, but listen, just, just talk a bit about the first goal. Um, you, you thought it so was it was, was it David Turnbull just kind of off centre to the left side? Naturally, I'll say we're talking about Jot again on the goal. And it, it's a lovely actual pass over the top uh, into the feet of Cal McGregor, who kind of mm -hmm. comes and words cuts in, who then uh, lays it off for Jot and a lovely strike from Jotter um, to get the goal. I actually got confused when I watched it at first. It all happened that quickly. I thought Jotter actually played a one-two with Cal McGregor to then receive the ball back, but it's not that way. Um, it's, it's just a really good goal. And as I was saying earlier about Turnbull, he does actually offer something. That vision and that range of passing is fantastic. We just need him to actually get forward and support more. But it was, it was a great ball over the top. We've seen it a few times, I think, from David Turnbull this season. Um I think he played Kyle going for a goal as well and Jor another time. It was a great goal. Uh, absolutely brilliant goal. It was a, a goal worthy of taking the lead and a goal worthy of mm. winning a game if it was going to be a 1-0 game. Unfortunately, we we can see that penalty of some kind. I mean So that was in the that was in the 33rd minute. Yeah. So the ball comes in kind of to Celtic's right hand side of the defence. The the ball ends up in front of Abada. The Aberdeen defender, David Bates, he tries to run onto the ball and Abada puts in a kind of half-hearted kind of swipe at it and a wee kick. Uh, he, uh, he, he seems to swipe at the ball miles away from the player. His foot then lands on the on the deck. He's, he's now standing upright two feet on the ground and Bates decides to go, oh, look, a foot, and theatrically flops to the ground for me. Is the contact... Probably, uh, I've not seen no, it clear enough. No, replay no, to show. no, no contact. No, no, yeah. So, there, there you are. If, if you had VAR in this league at this point, Bates would be getting booked for simulation. Then, if that's the case, mm. it's a, a very soft penalty. You can see what's happened. A band has been naive to, to put their leg in like that inside the box, but he's put the foot down two feet are now on the ground. He's now standing upright, 
two feet on the ground and Bates goes flying over it theatrically. He's clearly seen the opportunity and went with it. Referees should have been better to see that. I can't say the linesman would have seen it as a lot of bodies, but the referees should have been better. Well, you, you, you used the exact word that I was going to use when I was talking about Avada there. I was going to call him pretty naive to be even yeah. kind of making that kind of movement in the box because, listen, we all know what the referees are like in Scotland. They're either completely hopeless or up to other things, you know. Um, but uh, I'll, you know, I'll allow a bit of naivety every so often. I'll allow it. Ah, but yeah, no, 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 a big game like that at, at Celtic Park against Aberdeen. You know, so but, I, I'm saying I'm allowing it because we've got the two, uh, we got the three points <laughs> at the end of the game. I, I'd have a I, different tone about that if I didn't have the three points. But as I say, it was it was definitely it was definitely naive of Abada to even try and kind of do that. But at the same time, um, David Bates is a complete and utter disgrace for for him doing like that because he literally runs by Abada, and there is a split second or two before he even starts to fall to the deck. You know, it, it just does an absolute swan dive. And it was, uh, it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing for a, for a fan point of view to see uh, a fellow professional act like that. Aye. But, but then um, the, the game peters out. Obviously, they get the goal from the penalty. You didn't expect much else of the difference. Um, I can't even blame Hart for anything there. I mean, uh, uh, other than Hart taking the knock, which, by the way, that Ramirez going right through Hart seemed a bit sus from the the word go and for me that kind of set the tone you saw it a few times where they were happy to to leave the foot in a few times mm -hmm. break up the play just kind of slow things down a little bit and i think that's that's what their game plan was all along just kind of interrupt us shocking decision the way he goes through um but other than that for Hart, generally in the, the rest of the game nothing to report from Hart. he had no i, I don't remember a single save Oh, right. no, 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 he had a cracking save, kind of, maybe about five, ten minutes after he took that injury. Um, the, the Aberdeen, really? the Aberdeen forward. Oh, aye, aye, goes, the, goes Aber the right side of the post. Aye, aye, the Aberdeen forward can have a, a curving effort with his left foot for Joe Hart, from yeah. Joe Hart's left angle, and he managed to get down and make a right good save, uh, low down. But, as you said, earlier on, he took a, took a right bad knock, and I tell you what, my heart was in my mouth. Whenever I heard the commentator saying, right, Scott Bain's getting getting ready to come on, and I was like, oh, no, here we go. No disrespect to Scott any... Brown, but he's no Joe Hart. He's no Joe Hart. No, and went, you can see everything in Joe. You saw Hart get up, and you thought, oh, that's it. He's, he's up on his feet. And I think the whole crowd gave him a little cheer and applause. Then he went straight back down. That's for me when I went, oh, fuck. Oh, crap. You thought, oh, what a, what a, mm. what a day this is going to be if you have to put Bain in. We didn't. He's fine. We we get on with it. Aye, so that was the uh, kind of the flashpoints of the first half. Um, second half started a bit livelier. We were we were chatting at the door, and then on the sixtieth minute, we got a corner, and Jota takes a corner, quick pass to Abada, Abada back to Jota. The ball comes across the face to Juranovic. Looks up, Juranovic passes to McCarthy. McCarthy hits a wee bit of a ghost shot, a faint shot, and he manages to turn around in the split a second. Slides an absolutely beautiful ball through to Abada, who was in front of the goalkeeper. He tries to lift it over the goalie. Goalkeeper saves it. At that point, Abada stopped. He's got his hands in his head. The ball falls to John, uh, John Hayes, and John Hayes tries to clear it, and it bounces right off Callum McGregor's arse. And, and the goal, as you'll see uh, here, 
peach of a goal, as they say. Uh, I, I was one. actually a bit annoyed just here where... Aye. See, just there where Barrett takes the shot to try and lift it over him. Joe Lewis mm -hmm. had a great game. He was plucking balls out of the air every fucking five minutes. But see there when Abada puts uh, the hands in the head sort of thing, you can't, at that point, I'm almost about to scream at him. Mm. Stop doing that. Follow the ball. Keep playing to the whistle sort of thing. But we, we get lucky because I, I missed it at first because I'm about to scream at him. But you see it here where he tries to lift it. Fair enough, he's close to the keeper. But I think we all do the same thing. I'm like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> right <laughs> off his ass. <laughs> Aye, well, it was a, I do say it was a peach Ebola. Uh, and thanks very much to Johnny Hayes for the, the assist um, on his, his former club. <laughs> so we've got, uh, we've got Darren in the comments saying that McCarthy played brilliant. Sorry, it comes up saying Facebook users here. I've got to jump into my phone for some reason and look at the actual the Facebook page to see the names. Um, and Darren, I, I was the same, mate. Absolutely shat my pants when I saw Bain getting stripped. Um, but that was that was. Clearly, because Joe Hart's been such a commanding figure this season, he he's been so he's been so integral to our backline. And even today, when he took the injury, he was back up and he made a made a great save, which was again integral to his winning the game. Because you've got to keep them out of the back, you've got to put them in up front. Yeah, as as um, Eli, it's, apart from the penalty. Obviously, you commented on the save that Hart had to make there. But apart from the penalty, I don't overly remember much from Joe Hart in the sense of being troubled overly. Uh, I, I think I said this one of the previous games as well. I was never worried about losing this game. I was just concerned about when are we going to get the winning goal. The penalty going in was a, a heartbreaker because you thought, oh, Christ, it's going to be a long slog at this point. Mm. And it kind of was, but we started that second half reasonably well. 15 minutes in, you get the second goal. And then uh, it just needs to see the game out at that point. Uh, they're really, I, I don't want to keep kind of saying the same crap on here, but there really wasn't much else to talk about in the game, I feel. Uh, it just kind of petered out in, in a positive sense. Well, positive, obviously, is that we, we, we managed to get the result. We won 2 1. We are up to second in the league still. Uh, we've played 14, 29 points. We're four behind top spot. So we're still plug, uh, still plodding away, still plugging away, trying to get up there, um, and we'll continue to do that. Uh, we play Hearts at Celtic Park on Thursday as a quarter take kickoff. Aye, so not really else much to say, mate. It was about a drab game today, but say we, that, that's we, unfortunate, we, aye. But as you say, that we we're, we're still four points behind. We keep the pressure on them. We've got, I think, Hearts is the next. Well, I know Hearts is the next game, you just told me that. But I feel, think that's the toughest game we've probably got in the run through December. Mm. Obviously, thick and fast games, there's some hiccups that could possibly happen with United and Motherwell in there as well. But I think for me, Hearts is probably the toughest one for us coming up. Get through that, keep the pressure on them, get to the January the 2nd. I reckon they'll drop points before we do, and I reckon we can get to January the 2nd and go top of the table at that point. Well, I think we just need to kind of concentrate our own game, just keep plugging away, keep getting the results on the on the table, do our own thing, and just keep going and going and going. It's it's another it's another good victory of the day, good three points. So let's look forward towards Thursday. Um, 
my man, thanks very much for joining us tonight. Uh, my thanks, pleasure. everybody. For, pleasure. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, thanks, everybody, <laughs> for watching. Uh, as per usual, give us a wee like and subscribe on YouTube if you can. Uh, if you want to join us on Facebook, we are the Jungle Gems Podcast Group. We are also on Twitter at Jungle Gems Pod. Uh, I'm Paddy and Tony. Thank you very, very much for joining. Cheers. Our pleasure, guys. Thank you very much. Hail, hail.